0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Let Me Fix My Crown podcast. As you ladies know, I have been bringing to you some phenomenal women, some phenomenal queens in honor of Women History Month. And so today I would like to welcome to the queendom, Miss Lady V. Miss Lady V, can you introduce yourself to the Let Me Fix My Crown audience and share your story and how you got started? Yes, thank you for
1: having me. First off, I'm excited to be a part of uh, Let's Fix Your Crown audience. Um, so my name, I go by Lady B, but my name is Vidalia. Um, It's a little complicated for some people. So we have to shorten it for everybody to be able to pronounce it. And yeah, so I uh, manage a kind of like a singleness and relationships blog as well as coaching services. And that's just been my brand. Um, I'm very passionate about talking about relationships and just really trying to help change the way women view themselves in relationships and their self-worth and how it all started was a breakup, to be honest. Um, I was getting out of a verbally and emotionally abusive relationship and As I was getting out of it, I started to talk to some of my friends and they were like, you should write about it. And I've always loved to write. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just write a, create a blog and write about it. And they were like, you should do that. And I was just joking. And so I ended up writing my first ever blog post about this breakup. Um, And it was called, These Are My Thin Mints, because my ex at the time showed up to my house at like three, four in the morning, throwing thin mints at my window, which is my favorite Girl Scout cookie and um, trying to get in the house to try to talk to me because I was trying to leave him. So um, the post did pretty well. And I was like, oh, maybe, you know, I have something here. And from there, it's kind of just been me authentically sharing my singleness, dating and relationships, failures and successes, um, all while, you know, fixing my own crown. And so that's what brought
0: me here today. Listen, breakups will take you through the ringa, and so will your ex yes, <laughs> so,
1: all the time all the time
0: I have to tell you listen you took your y- you took one of your struggles and some of your pain and you flipped that mm-hmm. it was definitely a struggle for sure <laughs> after that breakup how long were you single or are you still single
1: uh so girl Okay, so after that breakup, I was single for four years technically, um, but during that time, I um, got into some situationships, you know. So, you know, went through that struggle um, because I think a lot of it was I was just broken. I was struggling to see my own self worth, um, and that wasn't my major breakup. You know, I had been engaged before; I had to call it off. So it was just a pattern, and I had got to a place where I was like, okay, if if I'm the common denominator. What, what, what am I doing? Why am I attracting these kinds of people? And so I started to go on a self-worth discovery. Um, And then after those four years, I got into a relationship that lasted about a year and a half to two years. And we ended in 2018 and I have been single since then. Okay.
0: And what has that single, single journey been like, like, how's it going? What have you learned? Learned a lot Am learning a lot, still learning a lot.
1: Um, For the most part, I'll say it's been fine. I will say recently it's been very tough um, because of quarantine and just being in isolation. And I'm one of those people where, you know, I would travel, I would go hang out with friends, you know, do those kinds of things. Um, But being in isolation, not getting to see your friends, your family, not going to the gym and not um, I love to take dance classes and so not doing necessarily all those things that I love can make isolation even tougher. Um, but I will say even in the midst of quarantine, one of, the, one of the great things that I've been able to do is truly work on me. And I realize I'm a big proponent of therapy. I always... Like I will always advocate therapy um, just for people to have that safe space. And so going through my own like therapy journey and stuff, I've discovered a lot of things from past relationships that I still am holding on to that I wasn't aware of, you know? So it's really allowed me the opportunity to work on me and maybe some of those things that have probably, you know, scared me a little bit. Because after you go through heartbreak after heartbreak, you like, "Mm -mm, wall is up, like nobody's getting in, you know? And I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to be closed off to love. I'm actually going to do a video on this, um, but I didn't want to be closed off to love. I wanted to be open, but still protective of my heart. And so going through that journey, you know, you go back to, okay, so why am I so closed off? Why, you know, why are these things? And I think a lot of times we like to blame the men all the time, but sometimes we have to take that introspective view of ourselves and be like, you know what? Mm, I am a little guarded and I can admit that about myself. I am a little guarded. It, it, it's going to take a lot for me to allow a man to get, you know, access. And so other than that, you know, I've been enjoying it, to be honest. I've been enjoying the singleness journey um, because I don't, allow myself to feel like my life is incomplete Mm -hmm. without a man. I am still following my dreams, chasing after my dreams, having conversations like this to empower other women, which I love doing. I found new ways to connect with family and friends and all of that. So it gets lonely from a physical standpoint, of course, but I feel like I've been doing it for a while that I've kind of gotten into a rhythm. I definitely welcome the opportunity to have a good godly man come into my life Whatever the Lord sees fit, but you know, until then, this is what it is.
0: Girl, I can attest to that. You know, um, I, myself included, uh, as women, sometimes we don't give ourselves that leeway or even a, a break. We constantly jump from relationship to relationship to relationship, which is hella unhealthy. Um, but how would you? How would you say? Is there like? an art to being single and how do you embrace it? i That's a good question. So whether or not there's an art
1: to it, um, because I think art can be subjective and tailored to different people, then yes, there probably is an artistic form, but there is no one size fits all thing. Because what works for me may not be what works for somebody else. And that's why I think it's so important for you to be in touch With or in tune with yourself and what works for you as a person. Where a lot of us go wrong is we never date ourselves. We never spend time alone. We're always sitting in um, a relationship or I have friends and myself included, right? When you get out of a breakup or you get out of it, instead of sitting in that and just letting God speak to you, I am a believer, not trying to project onto anybody else, but I am a believer, letting God speak to you people will be like, okay, I'm going to spend all my time out at the club or I'm going to spend all my time traveling the world. I'm going to spend all my time drinking or doing whatever. And it's not to say you can't spend your time doing some of those things, but you're doing it because you have a void. I believe for me, the best way that I got comfortable in being single was sitting in that void. And that happened literally two years ago after my last breakup. I broke up with my ex and moved into my house like a couple of weeks later. And I was buying this house with the idea that he and I and his daughter would be together. And that didn't happen. So I was in this big old like house by myself, of course, just like sitting there like, what have I done to myself? You know, why did I do this? Um, Of course, I made sure it was something I could afford, but it was just like, so I was literally forced to be alone, right? And um, with this pandemic, a lot of us are being forced to be alone. It's what you're doing with that time. Are you still trying to fill it with social media or YouTube or watching all your Netflix shows? Are you actually doing something to work on your self-worth to fix your own crown that may be tilting? You know, like, are you working on those things? And that is not an easy process. And that's why a lot of people don't sign up for that process, I was intentional about it. Um, Like I said, I do go to therapy and I told my therapist, I was like, I don't want to be in this place anymore emotionally. How can I move forward? And she's like, you know, it's going to be tough. And I was like, I know, but I'm ready to do the hard work. And it has been tough. I just recently came back from about a six week hiatus from social media because mentally I'm working through things that are impacting me. But I'm putting myself through that hard space because I know on the other side, the woman, the queen that I'll be on the other side will be just a a, a brighter person shining more brightly. You know,
0: I think that that break is was a good idea. Um, I also took a little break from social media. But just to jump back, I'm a big believer I strongly believe that women should not jump from relationship to relationship, but should spend time with themselves, get to know themselves, and to date themselves. And this is something that I preach all the time. When people are talking about leveling up or, you know, fixing their crown, you can't fully have a successful relationship or learn to love someone else if you don't love yourself. And so when you jump in this relationship, your ex- expectations that you are having are probably not the expectations that that person has or wants or anything. You haven't really filtered through that stuff. So like you said, spend time with yourself, get to know yourself and date yourself should be one of the first things you do as a single woman before you jump into a relationship.
1: I agree. And, and to piggyback off of that, when I heard a quote. Um, couple of months ago that just basically said the first person you should fall in love with is yourself. And a lot of us find ourselves in situations because we are loving other people more than we are loving ourselves. So we will stay with the man that's abusing us, stay with the man that's cursing at us, that's belittling us, because we don't love ourselves enough to know that as a queen with our crown, we deserve better. And when you can take that time and that break to combat any negative thoughts. Because, right, a lot of times we tell ourselves we're not good enough, we're not pretty enough, we're not smart enough, we're not like this other girl, we're not like this filtered picture, you know, all of this stuff. Then when we do meet a guy and he starts to treat us right or whatever, and then when he starts to deviate from that, We go back to that. Well, I got to stay because I'm not good enough. I'm not like the last girl. I'm not like this. No, when you have that break in in your singleness and you remind yourself, you know what? I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm a daughter of a king. I deserve this. God made me this way. God made me that way. There is no one of my favorite scriptures. um, And I used to have it on my bio before they, you know, they limit all these characters. But it's Song of Solomon four and seven. And Solomon is speaking to his bride and he's like, darling, you are altogether beautiful and there is no flaw within you. And I carry that because it's a very powerful scripture for me, A, of what my self-worth is. There's no flaw within me because I was made in the image of God, okay? And then B, how my man should be looking at what people would call a flaw, okay? He should still think I'm beautiful, you know what I mean? So those, I, I all that to say, I agree with you. The break is needed so that you can fall in love with yourself. And when you love yourself and you know what you want, it allows you to make healthier relationship decisions.
0: That's right. That is, that is right. Um, so as a single person thinking about reentering the dating scene, how should they really prepare for that?
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at um, in life right now. Uh, I took, so after my last breakup, I took the first year off. I was like, I don't want to date anybody. And I was intentional about that. Like I wasn't trying to be seen and just let me be. Um, and then last year would have been the second year. Um, and I was trying to get back out there, but then the Rona came in and messed up everything. And I was like, okay, Lord, maybe you still don't want me to date right now. Maybe there's still a little more work I have to do. Cause you done sent a whole pandemic. And, um, so now as I'm like, Rona is still here, but, you know, we have protocols and vaccines in in place. I am considering entering back into the dating scene. What I would tell someone if you are at that place, first off, I would say make sure you're in a healthy spot emotionally, mentally. Uh, I'm not saying you have to be 100 percent healed. I think healing is a journey and there are going to be different triggers at different stages of life where you realize like something triggered me to make me realize that I've been carrying around some stuff from childhood. I had no clue, you know what I mean? Um, So I don't think there's a perfection level that you have to attain, but you have to be in a healthy enough space to where if you get rejected, if and when, because rejection is a part of the process, that it doesn't send you into depression or anxiety, you know, that you, you you just be like, okay, next one. It doesn't cause you to lose, you know, your view of your crown. So being in a healthy place mentally, spiritually, emotionally is important. And I would also say, I don't really like saying make a list, but have those deal breakers in your mind. I would say the easiest and best way to protect your heart is in the beginning. So if homeboy only asking to come to your house after 10 o'clock at night, why are you still talking to him, sis? You know what I mean? Like if if that's not what's for you, you dating with intention, you want to be a wife one day, if that's what he's doing and you've communicated to him, hey, why do you only want to come over? Why can't we go out? And he not making no efforts, chunk the deuce, it's time to go. You know what I mean? So like where a lot of us, Comprom- we start to compromise even in the beginning. And we're like, oh, okay, well, let me just let him come over this one time. And then we start to allow a pattern in our lives of something that we don't want to accept. And then later on, we'd be like, well, I want you to do this. And the dude is like, but I've been doing this. You know what I mean? So don't ignore red flags, I guess would be how it would summarize that. Don't ignore those red flags in the beginning, because that's when you're most um, objective, also don't complicate things in the beginning. So for me, your girl's not out here having sex with just any and everybody. I'm actually trying to practice celibacy, abstinence, whatever word you use there. The Lord is keeping me near to, near the cross. It is hard out here in these streets. But if you are not a person who is practicing no judgment, just, you know, don't give it up on the first date, you know, like, because sex can confuse things. Like, if we're going to be real, let's be real. Sex can confuse things. And if you want to make sure this is a person you want to, you know, spend time with, you need to have clarity, you know. So um, those are just a couple of things that I would say. I'm not a big person into, you know, you only need to date a man that makes X, Y, and Z, or he has to be this tall, this, you know, I don't necessarily believe in, like, physical traits have to you you would want to be attracted to them yes but i found that the man making six figures and six foot three could treat you worse than the man is five eleven and making 80 thousand dollars you know what i mean so i don't focus on those kind of arbitrary things but i like to um whenever i meet a guy submit him to god like and i think a lot of times we bring god into it later on instead of bringing god into it in the beginning and i'll be like lord I like this dude. If he ain't for me, go ahead, remove him or show me, you know, cause I don't, I've been to like, my heartbreak is like a lifetime movie. So I'm like, I don't have time for any more, Mo- remove him. And God has, and you have to be okay with God's no being a part of your life. So if you're not ready for God to remove some people, you're not really ready for the real answer. You want God to do what you want him to do. Maybe you would want to reconsider um, if dating, cause you're going to meet a lot of frogs.
0: I do agree with that. Girl, when you say <laughs> girl, when you said about the cookie. Now, that's one of the questions that I really want my audience to understand and I had written down for you. When when is the right time to have sex while dating or to have the sex talk? Like when should we give up the cookie?
1: Yeah, so ugh. The struggle is real y'all. Okay. So for me, I've never had, I've never had sex outside of a relationship. And, um, I've been in a space where I'm practicing abstinence, celibacy, whatever the word is, you know, people use the words interchangeably. Um, And um, I would love to wait until I get married, but I know I am a human and I am in flesh form and sometimes it's hard in these streets. And so um, I tend to take it each day at a time and just be like, Lord, continue to keep me. And, and I know I wouldn't even have the pressure unless I was in a relationship. Um, and God has, God has sustained me. It's been a couple of years now. So God has been keeping me. For those who may not necessarily be on that bandwagon, because I acknowledge that people are in different spaces um i definitely don't recommend giving it up on the first date not even the second not even the third to be honest um i think a guy should show you that he's actually investing in you and wanting to get to know you now i'm only speaking to my queens out there that are dating with intention if you just dating because you want to date or whatever and you don't have a problem with you know smashing and passing then live your best life boo i'm not here to judge that's between you and whoever but if you actually want to get to the next level you want a relationship you want to transition into being a wife or whatever i would encourage you to um not have sex early and, and only you get to determine what early is for you. You know your boundaries. Like women be asking these questions, but they know, like, if I have sex with him right now, I'm going to be confused. Like they know, you know, like, so you know what your boundaries are. Um, And I would say to have the talk I would say if you are going out with a person around the second or third date, at le- for sure by the third date, um, at least have the conversation. For me, I will do the conversation second or third date um, to let the person know that I'm not giving up the cookie and, um, and definitely not giving it up if I'm not in a relationship. And the reason I do that is because for some people, sex is very important. And um, for some men, that's a deal breaker for them. And you have to be tough enough to understand that they may not want to talk to you after that. And you have to not take it personally, and just know that that just may not be God's person for you. So I do that early. I do that by the third date, because if we've gone on three dates, we we fill in each other a little bit, you know. Um, I do that because I don't want to start to get too invested if the sex thing is going to be a problem for you. And so that's just my recommendation.
0: Wise words from a wise <laughs> queen. Wise words from a wise queen. I mean sex will have you doing
1: some real crazy stuff in relationships. You'll You're find, fine. listen, I had sex with somebody. Next thing you know, he had moved in. I was paying all the bills, y'all. Like, like, don't, don't be like me, y'all. Don't, don't. You and then you wake up
0: one day and I I literally woke up one day. I was like, how did I get here? Like,
1: how? How sway? Like, I don't even know. So
0: don't worry. You're not the only one. One day it was a toothbrush. Next day it was a pair of drawers. It was some socks and then he was fully moved in. And I was scratching my head like, when did we have this discussion about living together? And then I couldn't get homeboy out. And I was like, oh no, oh no, you got to go. But (laughs) those are the mistakes that we make. And I think that um, for the listeners, for the Queens that's listening, these are these are just, you know, to help guide you so that you don't make the same mistakes that we made in the past.
1: Yeah, it is definitely guidance. And again, take it one day at a time. Like I said, I used to put, um, coming from a biblical upbringing, I used to put so much pressure on myself to wait until marriage. And again, that is still my goal. But um, because of that, If I ever like made out with a guy or whatever, I would beat myself up so badly. And so now in just learning to give myself grace, I take it one day at a time. And I'm like, God knows what my goal is. And I'm praying that God brings a man into my life that can respect that as well. So when you know yourself and you know what works for you and you have those boundaries, um, the right person will respect those boundaries.
0: Yes, they will. And they will respect you. For having boundaries, yeah. for having respect for yourself. Yep. And that's a real man. And that's the person that you should be giving a cookie to. Okay. <laughs> that part.
1: <laughs> These ones that's just here to smash and pass, y'all.
0: Yeah, we don't do smashes and passes in the yeah. queendom. we grown women with intentions and we looking for kings for our queendom. Mm-hmm. Now, in a relationship, no, not in relationships, while dating, like if you go on a first date, should women have like a set of standard questions just to filter through, you know, to vet these pe- these men that they're dating, men or women? But should we should we have that? Or is that like a deal breaker and that's damaging?
1: So I, I typically don't go into a list of questions on a first date. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm trying to figure out if you even worth me caring about the answers to these questions. So for a first date, I like to just vibe. I like to take the pressure off of myself, the pressure off of him. And let's just see if we have at the basic, at the basic, a connection. Like at minimum, do we have a connection? And then we have conversation, right? We'll talk about things like, what are your goals in life or whatever? And I'm just listening for things, right? A a, a guy, (laughs) y'all... not all guys, but, but men tell on themselves. You, you don't, you don't really have to work hard for it all the time. Um, they will tell on themselves. And I remember talking to a guy one time and he was telling me, this was like our first, it was a virtual call. And he was telling me about his view of women on the dating scene. Um, I love asking this question too. If you're thinking of questions like, how has dating been for you? I love asking that because you can hear about how a man speaks about a woman. And the guy was just like, yeah, I was supposed to meet up with this other woman. And she stood me up that B, blah, 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 blah. Girl, first call, first virtual like date call that we had that showed me everything I needed to know right then and there. And again, I'm not saying that the woman that stood him up was right for standing him up. But the fact that a woman rejected you and you called her a B and I've been belittled and cursed out and stuff before, to me, I was like, <laughs> that means there's some res- some lack of respect for women here and I don't got time for it, you know? So I don't think you necessarily have to go in with like, okay, I'm going to sit there, have all these questions. Just go in and just enjoy the date, right? If you make it to a second date and y'all are both feeling each other, then start to have those kinds of questions and conversations and stuff like that. But I think that a lot of times we put so much pressure on ourselves on the first date. And, and I'm speaking about myself to figure out, oh, if he, is he the one? Is he the one? Is he the one? That the date then went by, and you didn't even really get to see, you know, how you really vibe with that person. So take that pressure off yourself and, and, and do that. But now going forward, date number two, date number three, questions that you sh- you could ask. Um, like I said, I love to ask how has dating been for you? What are you looking for? Ladies, don't be afraid to ask a man what he's looking for, but believe him for what he says. You might be feeling him and he says, oh, I'm just looking to have fun. Don't think that you're going to change that man. Now, if he tell you from jump that he, he looking to have fun, that is a stop for you if you are looking for a relationship, okay? A lot of us, we like to blame the men, but they be so honest with us in the beginning, and we allow ourselves to get invested in them. So ask them, you know, what they're looking for. What what are their intentions? I do not like to have conversations about exes and stuff in the beginning. Nor do I like to talk about mine. I don't like being on dates where they're only talking about their exes. And I have been on some where guy literally compared me to his ex, and I told him, I was like, I don't think you're ready to date. I was like, literally, everything I'm saying. You're comparing me to your ex. So it seems like you still have a lot of, you know, healing to do. And he was very respectful. He was like, you know what? You're right. I'm not going to approach you until I got myself together. And that was um, in May of 2020. I have not heard from him since. I don't know if he and her got back together, but I recognized that that it was going to be, I was going to be the one ended up hurt, you know, if I would have proceeded.
0: So, um, yeah. That, that's that's a couple of ways to get started. Those are great ways to get started. And for that king who was able to recognize that he needed to be healed, like he has some more healing to do. Shout out to him. That yeah. is a growing king right there. That shows yeah. maturity. A and lot of men should do that. It
1: is- I was like, it made me more attracted to him. The fact that, he, and I was like, dang, I can't even like, I can't even talk to you though, but I'm really attracted to your grown manness right now. You know what I mean? That he received it from me. And, um, and, and I told him I don't have any problems. Like if he called me, we could totally be friends Um, because of the way he responded and because of the way that I didn't allow myself to become entangled in that situation. Um, And so, yeah, but that grown man was sexy for real.
0: <laughs> that grown man sounded sexy, girl. Yes. I'm happy you was able to say, OK, I can't even play with this right now. Let's let him heal. Yep. That's and and good. not what you have to,
1: again, going back to the question that you asked earlier about a single wanting to get into the dating scene, you have to be prepared for their rejection and being Comfortable with letting people go, and I'm in that space to where I'm okay with letting people go. If it if if it doesn't vibe, or now it's not the time, I know that that doesn't make me any less of a woman, you know, and I can let them go and keep it moving on to the next. That's right.
0: Speaking of spaces, Lady V, what are five ways that you protect your mental and emotional wellness? Five ways.
1: Um. Okay. So. One thing like I just did, I, I took a break from social media. I think we underestimate the power of social media on our mental health sometimes. Um, you can scroll and you might see something and it's funny or whatever, but you don't know that your brain is actually processing it much deeper. And um, I remember real story, you know, I had a post and it went viral on social media at the beginning of the year. It's like insane. It's like over 900,000 views and stuff, I was just so overwhelmed. And I started to deal with some some trolls and um, seeing some comments from, and it was men, seeing some comments from men being upset at a woman telling another woman to know her worth. I was just like, really? But it triggered something in me um, and started to make me doubt my own self-worth. And so I was like, you know what? Before I let myself spiral out of control, what can I control? I can control my time and my energy on social media because I don't have to put this into my my system. And so, y'all, I actually took the time away and blocked social media accounts that were disturbing my peace. Um, So there are some famous um, social media influencers who I feel are um, very disrespectful to women um, and when they're trying to give advice to women and and things of that nature. And um, I blocked all of those accounts because I didn't need anybody sharing a post with me that says, you know, I'm going to be single forever or, you know, if you are pursuing your goals, you're going to be single forever. So one thing I did was limit social media. And or take breaks as needed. The other thing that I do is um, I love being outside and in nature. And again, I'm a believer. So now that the weather is getting back to being warm, I like to take walks in the morning. That's me just waking up, clearing my head. And I typically will listen to um, a motivational, I call them motivational minutes, but um, it's the Above Ministries on YouTube they, every morning they post like um, morning with God and it's like five to 15 minutes of just a word. And so I'll listen to that as my mo- um, kind of like my motivation in the morning or my meditation in the mornings um, and I'll go on a walk. Um, sometimes on those walks, I'll just talk to God, lay it all out um, or I'll listen to a sermon. That's the other thing. Um, eating healthy and working out is good for me. Um, and this is more scientific than anything because working out sometimes it don't be feeling good, but scientifically it allows your, you know, endorphins and stuff to like be released and stuff. And so it it just allows for you to just feel better in general. Uh, The fourth thing I would say is I journal a lot um, and I use my platform. I, I think of my platform as my online diary. So what I'm thinking of or what I'm going through or, you know, whatever. Sometimes I'll go and I'll read my old prayer journals and I'll be like, you know what? I need to make a post about this because this is something that I dealt with. So I'll have a thought and I'll just write out a caption or whatever. So encouraging and inspiring other women actually helps me as well. And then the fifth thing is um, just having conversations with friends and family. You can't talk to everybody. Um, uh, you can't talk to everybody and don't even try, but, um, I have been fortunate enough to have some friends who truly value mental health. So I know that I can call them if I have any, you know, moments where I'm down and stuff like that. And along with that therapy, sorry, therapy has always been a part of my life since the Thin Mints guy. Um, I've been in therapy ever since.
0: So, <laughs> Oh my God, I'm over here cracking up Thin Mints. Um, speaking of, I wanted to jump back. I see a lot of um, women, African-American women at that, searching for validation in this new, this guy on um, YouTube. Because I don't do free promo. I don't do the free promo. He is blocked. Oh, I'm pretty sure he probably is blocked. And I I find this damaging to us damage into our community because I'm not understanding why women feel the need to go and look for validation in a man that you only see in the screen. I've I've never seen his, like he doesn't show you the background. You understand what I'm saying? I want to see your day-to-day activities. Where's your wife at? And where's your kids at? Mm-hmm. And can we see what that person looks like? You don't show us the other side. And so I feel some type of way about it. But I wanna talk about um why is it that some women search for validation and they feel like that person, that type of person is the person to look for or to receive it from when that same person has some of the traits of the person that hurts you.
1: So first of all, I don't know why these women we keep calling in. I, I, I don't, I really don't. I like y'all stop stop doing it to yourself. Uh, Don't play yourself. Um, One of my good good social media friends, Bond with Christ, she says that all the time in her videos, don't play yourself. I think you said a mouthful right there by saying that um, there might be some traits that are exhibited that, um, you know, remind you of your ex. And so if you come into those situations, you're naturally attracted to those same kind of toxic patterns until you start to break those chains. Um, Another thing is, um, I, I think it's a bandwagon. Effect right now, um, it's what's hot, and 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 I see a lot of comments. Like I was talking to a guy who was like, "Hey, have you seen such and such's video?" I'm I'm with you, no free pom- promo over here. Um, have you seen such and such's video or whatever? I'm like, yeah, I saw it, and they were like, you know, he be spik- spitting facts, and I was like, this is clearly not the man for me because, like, again, and, and I'm not negating that he doesn't speak factual things from a man's perspective, however, comma, I think the delivery can be condescending, narcissistic and disrespectful. And so for me, I did watch a couple of those videos at the beginning of the year. And then I started to think about my own crown differently. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, Look, first of all, the crown, the king of kings of all kings, he says something completely differently and 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 that's when I decided to block that individual not because they found me on Instagram or anything like that but because I didn't want nobody sending me like if somebody tries to send me a video of his they can't because he's blocked on my Instagram you know that was me putting up a uh, protecting my mental peace barrier because the way in which he delivered the content did not resonate with me. Now, I do follow other male accounts who speak the same real facts, but they are not disrespectful. You know, they don't belittle me as a woman. They don't tear me down. They'll they'll make me get my ish together, but they won't tear me down. And so, ladies, you really got to, like, what I think it alludes to is just, in general, a lot of women just want to find their validation in a man. And right now, he is the representative of all men and i put that in air quotes i know the listeners can't see us but um he is the representative of all men and therefore it's like well if i can get his validation then surely all the rest of these men will validate me and it doesn't work like that y'all as soon as such and such <laughs> i don't even give him initials as soon as such and such comes down off of the social media high because it's going to happen y'all that's how social media life works, right? Somebody's going to be on the high this week and then another person's going to be on the high next week. Once he comes down off of that high, you're going to be looking for validation from the next man that ends up being on the platform. So you really have to learn where your validation comes from, your validation comes from God, your identity, your value comes from God. You get to define your self-worth, not a man, not your friends, not social media, not Instagram, not YouTube or whatever. And if you don't know that for yourself, you're going to always find yourself seeking validation from the wrong places.
0: you said it. <laughs> and Maybe I shouldn't give him an identity either, but I need to speak on it. Yeah. It's, it's nothing um because my following is very small but let me tell you my voice is very powerful yeah it's not even no shade to him and what is he's doing because if the queens that were calling in knew their self-worth they wouldn't even be calling in. facts um and so it's no shade to him he's going to do whatever's bringing money into his pocket so that's what that's what he's doing right now because that's what's a good look for him so he gonna keep doing yeah it.
1: and for again queen, we acknowledge that he has factual context based yes. on the male perspective, right? I'm not a man. I could never give anybody the male perspective, but the delivery mm-hmm. of that is just completely disrespectful to women in my opinion. And I think that there could be a better balance. It, it, and it should be. Yeah. Um Cause and, he could really help women win in relationships instead of tearing them down. So yeah.
0: And so we're going to jump off that bandwagon because I don't need him trolling me or his people's trolling me. Sam, please
1: don't (laughs) troll me because I'd be nowhere on his page. Y'all leave me alone. (laughs) I block, so whatever. I will protect my mental peace now. I will block that. I block. Amen to that.
0: (laughs) Lady V, we spoke a lot about how you, you know, been on this journey of singleness, but I want to know how do you empower yourself and in others?
1: Yeah. So it's a struggle sometimes. Um, You would think that being in an empowerment space would make it easier, um, but it doesn't. I have triggers just like everybody else. And so I'll, I'll, I'll speak first to how I empower others. What I found and what I've heard from my own following is me being authentically me. is what empowers other people. I I want to encourage people. I want to encourage women to know their worth and all that. But I also talk about my own struggles. I also tell them, you know what, ladies, I've been there. I've done that. You know, like it's a struggle. I even, my video that I posted this past week on YouTube, I was telling, um, or maybe it's my video I'm going to post this coming up week. I was like, man, I had some blasts from the past pop back up in my life. You know, like exes trying to get back in and just Now I have to work through that, you know, like, Lord, I'm still single. Is this a sign from you? You know, so I think just being authentically me and not just painting this picture like I have it all together because I don't. um, That is what connects a lot of people. And then I can even be more authentically me with my friends, um, with those that, you know, know me outside of social media and that allows me to empower myself as well because I can call my friends and, you know, I'm not a perfect Christian by any means, but I could call them and just say what I want to say and not have to filter out the curse words or whatever because I'll be like pissed off or whatever, you know, and then I can, they can pour into me or then I can pour into myself because I, I have a relationship with God where I talk to God like he's my homeboy. I'm not disrespectful. Mm -hmm. I don't curse at God, but I'll be like, Lord, I'm really frustrated with you today. I don't understand, you know, why you still have me in this single space and such and such just over here appearing to be thriving. And I know you said we shouldn't compare ourselves, but today I'm comparing myself and I really need an encouraging word for you, you know, and God usually sends me a word or sometimes he makes me sit in it and deal with those feelings. But I'm very open and honest with my conversations with God. And I be I sometimes I wonder if I'm going to get to heaven. He gonna be like, you know, you you push that real conversation a little too hard sometimes because I just be like, well, you know my thoughts, you know, Lord. So like let's talk about what I'm thinking, you know. Um, but he's always provided for me, whether it's a encouraging word from a friend or a friend reaching out. Um, I do a lot of self-help books and stuff. So right now I have one. Again, your listeners can't see it, so I will say it, but I'm reading this one book called Get Out of Your Head, Stopping the Spiral of Toxic Thoughts that my best friend actually sent to me during my um, six week break from social media as I was dealing with my thoughts. So I'm reading that I have a healing book I'm reading. So I like to pour into myself by doing those things and in turn doing all this stuff. I push it back out to my followers and my listeners because I'm always learning so much about relationships, communication, singleness. I push it back out into the world. And it's kind of crazy because now, like, I literally look for inspiration everywhere. So I don't have to be watching a rom-com or anything to get uh, relationship advice. I could literally be watching Comedy Central or some kind of comedic thing, and I'll hear something and I'll be like, ooh. I, I can use that, you know what I mean? So that's kind of how it happens.
0: Awesome. Do you have a like a favorite quote? Oh, do I have a favorite quote? I don't
1: know that I have a favorite. I have so many quotes that I love. Um, like I said, I love the scripture, Song of Solomon 4 and 7, that to me is an all-encompassing scripture of my self-worth as well as a partner recognizing my worth. Um, one of the quotes that I, have recently shared is just basically about um, being single and to not be so focused on getting to that next chapter that you miss out on all that's in front of you right now. And so I think a lot of us, we are so focused on marriage and stuff, which let me tell y'all, just based on my conversations with some of my girlfriends, okay, Um, enjoy your singleness because marriage is its own. Just enjoy your singleness, y'all. I got some friends who they wish they would have enjoyed their singleness a little bit more. Let's just say that. So um, no shade to marriage. Cause I do want to get there, but both seasons can be thoroughly enjoyed if you truly enjoy them.
0: So yeah. Marriage is its own beast. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you have to be healed and whole to into that. Yes. Um, And last but not least, it's story time. I like to ask all my guests who come on the Let Me Fix My Crown podcast if they can share or tell us about a time when you dropped your crown and how you picked it back up.
1: Ooh, so many times. Uh, (laughs) There were uh, a lot of different times um, in my life where I definitely felt like I dropped my crown and had to pick it back up. I'll say, let's just see what time I'm just trying to think of what time I want to talk about. So I found myself, um, let's just say, let's just talk about my engagement. Um, and I won't go into any details on his part or whatever, but uh, cause I don't have any negative feelings towards him, but um, I was engaged to a person. I was very young and and, and I lost my virginity to um, this guy and I had to call off the engagement, of course, because he like cheated on me and stuff. And for me, that was very challenging because it was so public. Uh, I mean, people knew I was engaged. People were expecting a wedding invite, you know, and um, I ended up staying in that situation a little bit longer than I should have because I didn't necessarily want to have to deal with um, just the negative views from everybody else. And Staying in that situation, this is something that I, I I said in my recent video, y'all, when you stay in a situation that God has told you to leave, you can almost bet your bottom dollar that it's going to get worse. And it did. It did. I stayed and it got worse. And um, as a result of that, it got to a point where I had no choice but to leave, you know? And so I struggled for about five years after my engagement in believing my own self-worth again um that was from the ages of 22 23 to about 27 i struggled and during that time i made poor decisions in men i made poor situationship decisions and all of that so my crown was hanging on by a thread okay <laughs> um because i felt like i had finally and again growing up in this being a believer and stuff and holding your purity for as long as you can and you give it all to someone and it still doesn't work out the way you think. I was crushed, you know, um, because I felt like the cookie was the most sacred thing that I could have given him at the time, you know, and I didn't feel like it was cherished. So I struggled a lot with my self-worth and I I struggled. I kept the ring. Um, He told me to keep the ring. And when I realized that I had claimed my crown back, I had reached a point where I was like, you know what? This ring was symbolic for me that if I had never gotten proposed to again, I knew there was one guy in life who wanted to marry me. And I put all of my self-worth into this one ring that was given to me by God that it did not work out with. So, I had finally gotten the strength and I sold my ring, and it was hard. It was very traumatic for me, but that release cuz that ring was symbolic that all of my self-worth was in that one ring. Getting rid of that. And y'all, I cried. My mom was with me this like real life. I cried um, when I sold the ring, but I was so much more free. And I'm like getting emotional now realizing how much of my self-worth I put into the idea of Marriage. And I don't think I've ever shared this story. So this is exclusive uh, to the fixed Your Crown audience, Fix My Crown audience here. But um, I sold it and I started to reclaim my views on my self worth. And it hasn't been easy. I still struggle sometimes, y'all. But no longer do I see my worth in the ring or being somebody else's significant other. Okay. I can tell you that much. So <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that story.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. And thank you for sharing that. And I'm happy we got the exclusive. Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have <laughs> to share that. I'm gonna have to like put a snippet on my uh Instagram so people can hear that. Cause yeah, I don't think I've ever shared that
0: story. I think that's a I think that's a good, yeah, that's a good lesson. And and a lot of us put our value and our worth, and items, and little, you
1: know, mm -mm, no more. Our cars, our houses, our appearances, and at the end of the day, y'all, all all of this is going to fade, you know. Rings still have to be kept clean so they don't tarnish or, you know, scuff or whatever, you know, goes with that, and your looks will fade over time. We're going to get older, and material things, they fade away, but your internal, your spirit and stuff, All of that is what sustains this lifetime and even the next. And so that's where you truly need to store your treasures, your treasures, your views on yourself, your values, your worth need to be stored within, not on this external
0: stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lady V, it has been an honor. I want to thank you for joining us at the table here at Let Me Fix My Crown. Please share where my listeners can link with you at
1: yes thank you for having me this is a good conversation like I'm so happy we had this conversation this is my first podcast interview after my break and so glad we were able to connect but yeah, yes I am on Instagram Facebook and YouTube all at OnlyLadyV that's O-N-L-Y-L-A-D-Y-V so on all of those platforms I just started a TikTok I don't know how active I'm going to be on there so you don't have to follow me on there but it's still OnlyLadyV my website is www www.onlyladyb.com, and I love talking about all things singleness, dating, relationships and self-worth. So if you ever need some, um, you the listeners ever need some relationship advice or whatever, um, I do coaching as well as I do videos where I give free relationship advice. Um, All you have to do is email me your situation and I'll do a quick video giving you some quick advice. And it's all anonymous. So you don't have to ever worry about your information being shared. And so my listeners do like um, that idea. And so, uh, yeah, and I will have some merch coming out. I'm working on um, kind of creating some self-worth merchandise coming out soon. So stay tuned for that.
0: Okay, Queens, you heard it from Lady V. Um that's all I have for you in this episode of Let Me Fix My Crown podcast. As you all know, I will continue to be bringing you phenomenal queens who are empowered to share their wise words with you to help you conquer your tomorrow. As always before we part ways, I would like to affirm this in your life queen. You are beautiful, you are loved queen, you are appreciated queen and you are enough. Love and light. Stay blessed and keep queening. Goodbye.